0: It's easily the worst one.
1: Mona Lisa is the original Basic Bitch, and this is the Uncut Gems Podcast, a weekly show where we talk about movies nobody else wants to talk about. This is episode number 36, and my name's Jacob. My name's Nick. My name's Kyle. Okie dokie, right. Glad to have you all with us now. Last week, we talked about Nicholas Winding Refn and Leng, so go and check this out if you're into this brand of filmmaking to hear us talk about Only God Forgives and the Neon Demon. Now, today, we're doing a 180, and we leave the uh, Caverns of Pretentious Megalomania. Hopefully, to talk um, about something more, um, let's just say upbeat and ridiculous. As we are discussing, pop star never stop, never stopping. Yeah, my name is uh, Zippy. I'm the guitar tech on the tour. Shit.
2: Yes, I make sure all the instruments are tip top. I love the road. You know, this is kind of a perfect job for me. But my favorite free time thing is flatlining.
3: Heart rate dropping.
2: Flatlining is when you uh, technically lower your heart rate until. um, well, you're dead. He's still dropping. Then you can catch a glimpse of the afterlife. Got the idea from the film Flatliners. Joel Schumacher film shot by Jan de You know, I try to fit in a F-line sesh at least once a week. Two, one, hit him. Oh, wow. They shoot shit my pants? Not this time.
1: Directed by Akiva Schaefer and John McTacone, who previously did Hot Rod together and worked, worked on... Uh, in different capacities on a bunch of different projects like Mark Gruber and The Watch and some others. And starring Andy Samberg, who, uh, well, pop star Never Stop Never Stopping is best described as a mockumentary about a pop rapper, Connor For Real, played by Samberg, who is shadowed by a documentary crew as a sophomore record hits the stores and flops like an absolute mofo. So this forces Connor to reinvent himself and causes literal mayhem to ensue. So that's the synopsis. Now, in case you don't know, And it took me a few seconds to connect the dots as well. Schaefer, Tacona, and Sandberg are in real life a satirical pop band called The Lonely Island, and their songs like Mother Lover, Dick in a Box, I'm on a Boat, and Jizz in My Pants are well known to anyone vaguely aware of Saturday Night Live. So um, I suppose they got together one day with their SNL friends like Maya Rudolph, Sarah Silverman, Bill Hader, and a bunch of others, I think, and decided to make a mockumentary satirizing the sort of music business using the sort of. Uh, the veneer of of Lonely Island, I suppose, kind of in the vein of the iconic, this is Spinal Tap. They convinced a whole bunch of actual celebrities and music stars like Pink, Mariah Carey, Seal, Michael Bolton, Aiken, Akon, Aiken, I don't know, and Snoop Dogg to show face and participate in the project and just made it happen. I'm not sure how well the film was marketed ahead of its release, but in in its opening weekend, it earned vastly less than expected. And despite very positive critical reception, it bombed with like 9.7 mil on $20 million budget. So uh, yeah, it's a failure. However, it has since developed a bit of a cult following and became a home release hit with its physical media revenue to the tune of like a, well over a million dollars. So let's just, without beating around the bush, where do you stand on Popstar Never Stop or Never Stopping? Do you, Did you join the cult or is it not your bag? Kyle, do you want to go first? Because like, I, was just, I, fe- I failed to say... Because this is, um, well, again, we're upholding the birthday tradition. This was a choice made by Kyle because it's uh, well, his birthday. So happy birthday, Kyle. Uh, I mean, some, it's some, somewhere around this, in the time of this reason, Kyle's celebrating his birthday and he's going to get absolutely smashed. Um, but yeah. So where do you stand on this? What's, what's, what's the story with you and Bob Star Never, stop, never Stopping?
0: So back in... I guess this was early high school for me. Uh, I, was a, I was a fan of the Lonely Islands music. I found it all funny. I, I was a big Andy Sandberg person. So I was aware of this movie coming out, and a couple of my friends went to see it in the theaters. And apparently, we were the only ones across the entire globe that saw it in theaters because it, it bombed. We were the only ones in the theater, the only three people. And from then on, I, I've seen it six or seven times now. And it gets funnier every time I watch it. I could say I chose it because it's some you know, magnum opus or art film. But I chose it because it's like the hardest I laugh at any movie. I think it's such a perfect satire of the music business. I think that the pacing is ridiculously fast. It never stops moving. It's so short. It's so short and sweet. It's, that's how I describe it. And yeah it's just fucking hilarious throughout the entire thing so many quotable lines so many great comedic performances yeah uh, it's one of my favorite comedies of all time
1: nick do you want to follow up yeah this
4: is this this movie is hilarious honestly um i did i didn't watch it in theaters because it never came out in italy like officially this doesn't have a release in italy I think it's because it came out on like Netflix, It's not like a Netflix region. It just popped up on Netflix, Italy, things like that. But anyway, I did watch this in 2016 um, when it came out on VOD and I I really enjoyed it. And it, it wasn't my introduction to Lonely Island, but it's what moved me to actually listen more to Lonely Island. And I became a fan after that. And I've seen pretty much everything they've made. I still haven't seen actually Hot Rod, which is a, a not a blind spot per se. But, you know, I, I have to watch it. I have to sit down and watch it. But I've seen the short films they've made for like HBO. Um, the Michael Bolton things are hilarious. There's the Netflix special Valentine's Day with Michael Bolton. That's a lot of fun. And, and the film itself, it's it's a blast. I've seen it. This was my fourth time watching it. And it's, like you said, Kyle, Like it's, it's, it's fun. It gets better every time. It's, it's, it's very tight, which is the best thing I can say about it. Tighten in it in, in pacing because it never slows down. It's always moving. It's constantly throwing jokes at you without, at least for me, without being overbearing because there's some comedies that are just constantly like, joke, 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 joke. It's like, ah, oh, slow down, please, for a second. But, the, but this one works. It has different types of jokes. Some are more um, clever, let's say, some are more crass. Some are more visuals, some are in the, in the lines. I love the songs to this. Um, I've listened to the soundtrack an unhealthy amount of times. And it's, 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 it's a blast. It's a blast. And it helped me inter- introduce me to Andy Samberg and the crew. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's fun. It's just plain fun. It's like Mission Impossible too. I just watch it and I have a big smile on my face. Like, yes, good times.
1: Oh, Okay. Oh. i'll put put it this way it's it's an interesting one because um this was my first time i've never seen this before this was my first time watching this and when carl recommended this i was like oh no and when people recommend comedies it's it's a gamble because you you, like you know we can recommend i don't know i could recommend i don't know i could i could look at what you like and say um i'm i'm yeah you could probably guess whether you'd like tarkovsky or not right (laughs) but with comedies it's kind of very subjective it's very personal so it's kind of like okay, I don't know, but then I'll tell you this much: like I, I rented it on um on Amazon, and I just saw the uh, uh, the runtime gave me a boner. <laughs> it's just, it's uh you know it's just eighty six minutes all told. I'm like okay, let's do this, and then, and it literally took me, I want to say five minutes to figure out that this is that these are the Lonely Island guys uh I, but beforehand i'm just because I, I was completely blind i didn't know it was a mockumentary i didn't know anything about this oh this the only thing i knew was that andy sandberg was in it because he was on the cover on the whatever so i watched this and then it kind of opens like a tmz um like a m like an m made for mtv documentary about like a his like the sparks brothers or <laughs> like a like a, a like about about a band and then you, know, you have these Actual celebrities like there's Maria Carey and and then but she breaks character and goes like well he's so humble but I am the most humble person I know so it's like okay I think I know where this is going and then 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 they say oh these three people met and they were kids and then Connor for real or his name is Connor whatever or um and he was he was talented ever since when he was a, a kid and they show him like a one and a half year old toddler just doing a doing a drum solo I'm like I think I know where this film's going and uh. And I'm liking this. I think I'm going to. Uh, yeah. And then it kind of reeled me in. And, and then whenever he op- they open with a song about equal rights, how about he says com- constantly that he's not gay? <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh she, you know, like after after 86 minutes of this, like, this is the, the hardest I have laughed at anything since I can't remember how long, maybe years. This is this is the this is this is the shit. This is the this is this is absolute bold. This is my type of comedy. <laughs> like I'm loving this. I'm, I'm like this. Like you know, we'll be talking about like, oh, what's your what's your top threes? I've got I've, I've got ten things. <laughs> it's just it's a, it's such a such an interesting film. It's just yeah, it's crass, it's gross, but it's equally doesn't really cross the line into cringe too much. I mean, occasionally there's okay, there's a few situations where you're like, okay, well, fine. But then you you, you see Bill Hader in with, with long hair, and you're like, oh, okay, that I think like, this is gonna be amazing. And it is. <laughs> it's just or you know, this it's just it just snaps. It goes from, from set piece, not, not even set piece, it just goes from like the setup to setup to setup to setup, and just um while it's doing it, it actually has something to say. Um so I'm I'm you know, I'm 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 amazed at how much under the radar this thing was for me because I'm I never expected to to like this like it this this much and this is I don't want to say it's my favorite comedy ever, but it's up there. So so, uh, so let, let's just I don't know so with our so initial impressions out oh, of the wow. way,
0: I'm I'm very very happy to hear you say that because <laughs> because I I never like I don't know your taste in comedy I I had never talked you about do. comedy with you. <laughs> <laughs> so so I had no idea if you were gonna like this movie or if it was gonna be like me and Nick raving about it and you like what the fuck are you these are guys on no I mean so kids, honestly, I, grew, star kids. I grew up
1: like this is like Andy Samberg Bill Hader um even like like the previous generations like Ben Stiller and Mike Myers and all like these like the SNL crews basically I grew up with like guys with like Dan, Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase like this is but then again in the 80s and, and 90s they were like John Candy. Like they they were doing the same type of comedy only slightly more sanitized because you couldn't get away with this much, like you can have a dick shot in the in a film because mm-hmm. you know MPA would be like no. <laughs> so X. Oh yeah, but that's my my, my kind of comedy that's kind of slightly gross, slightly sort of um almost sexually inappropriate, as in like you know, they're cl- crossing the line in here, and then but but it's kind of fun <laughs> so it's
0: and it's it's not they're used they're not really making fun of like specific groups of people it's not like a well, they kind of do like with, way this, that, with well, the equal rights song it's kind of like kind of. well in that particular instance they're making fun of a song by Macklemore that was famous in yeah, like
1: 2013 but, but, but in 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 the in doing so they're also making fun of of the sort of virtue signaling people as well who are like yeah i'm like the the sort of like i'm the lgbt ally and at all costs i'm like fuck yeah. sit down no and, and following and follow
0: following up that song with ringo like he's singing like gay rights aren't allowed they're allowed now
1: yeah he exactly. can't marry i mean but like you have these two gay guys yeah. like trying to get married and they're just giving giving yeah. each other looks like what the fuck is really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like i'm like i'm watching this and i'm just thinking how did people sleep on this i know like, so, so here's the question it's like why why is this film not like dumb and dumber like why is it not like this sort of iconic comedy of its time because it clearly has everything like why is it not like this this is spinal tap like why is it what's happened
4: marketing i say yeah. marketing
1: just yeah. horrible
4: watch the trailers doesn't look all that interesting honestly but no it doesn't them. um and uh, i don't know honestly because it's weird it was an expensive film it's like 20 million dollar budget they used it well as well. So I'd like they wasted it on anything.
1: Well, apparently the shoot shot all shots of the crowds are are nipped out of um One Direction concerts.
4: <laughs> That's funny.
0: <laughs> um but like ev- everything about the parody of this film down to the fucking TMZ gags with Will Arnett. There's one where he keeps drinking from the
1: oversized cup. It's from, so fucking funny. From other funny. people's cups as well. Oh, and, and,
0: uh, and Eric Andre. I forgot Eric Andre's in that too. Oh, <laughs> Eric so, Andre, yeah. Yeah. The the, oh. the satire about like he has a girlfriend and she really only wants to date him just for the clout of being on the magazine covers. Well, that's Imogen Poots, by the way. Right? Yeah, yeah. Imogen Poots. <laughs> it's crazy cast. Huge that's cast. That's what I always wanted as I little characters. I have
1: a thing that the $20 million, like this was basically the chunks, like, 25 people being paid 500,000 dollars a pop to, to show up in there like they pay, they must have paid pink a good well, amount of money to sing a song <laughs> about about what, what, what was her song was it the... Uh, the me, Equal like, Rights. Like, the, like they fucked a bit not the... No, I think it was the Equal <laughs> Rights. That's the Equal Rights. Oh, I yeah.
4: was born this way, you were for your
0: way. Oh, yeah. Queen. And then Emma Stone sings on one of them. Emma Stone just pops up. Yeah. And I
1: mean, I have a feeling... Uncredited. They're, they're, they're all like friends as well, right? But... I think they weren't, I, I would in, almost think they in, weren't paying, honestly.
0: In that way, like, the kind of, like, connections of everyone, like, him bringing back all his SNL buddies just to make a movie, it reminds me of, uh... Lost River. This is the... This is, <laughs> this, is, this is the end, where they where they all shot it, mm. like, just in a house, just chilling, and just shot yep. the shit. It, it reminds me of that in a way, but I think this is a better movie than that.
1: Um, but see, see, that's a good comparison, actually, because I'm thinking about this, this... Uh, there's a different kind of energy to, to like things that have like James Franco and Seth Rogen, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because, for sure. Because they mostly are self-aware people. Like they're just being themselves and they're being, se- they're being aware that something's happening to them. And the comedy is that they're commenting on shit that's happening to them, right? Mm-hmm. But these people are putting on characters. They're writing songs. This is like the old school style of comedy. Like they're, they're writing songs and these songs are fucking baller like these songs are great like I'm, I'm listening to the soundtrack and I'm like these songs are well produced like the, it makes sense the comedy in the, in the lyrics is amazing it's just I don't know it's for the full package it's so
0: fucking stupid that it circles around to genius like the one where he's just singing his catchphrase verse where he's just yeah. saying things like Patrick Stewart money <laughs> and it's so fucking funny
1: <laughs> like you know like the things I have in my jeep
3: <laughs>
0: These I, are didn't, I, didn't, I didn't really relate to this song because i had different things in my jeep it was, really? yeah, it's a good point
1: this is the this is the recipe for my pajaya because <laughs> like how do you come up with shit like this but then again you probably realized, yeah they had bill Hader and andy some, all of them like this is the writer's room in snl and then they're just honestly just throwing shit at the wall and but this is the talent of these people that they are from this sort of generation of SNL where they were throwing shit on the wall and everything stuck.
4: This was like years yeah. of probably like gestating a lot of those ideas for songs yeah. and stuff. And finally having an out, like something to just pour all of them out. Because the it feels a, like,
0: because there's Stan. direct, the era that this was made, the, it was, it's almost a direct parody of, of Justin Bieber um specifically with the and frank with yes. the and frank bit where
1: he <laughs> takes his shit in the Anne frank out <laughs> and he does not okay. and then does not ace ventura i mean the only thing in the in the scene i said so why did you say this is an ace ventura line like you, you could have left it at that and then just have have a wink at people who know right it's just ah, oh, woo! i wouldn't go in there and then he says ace ventura no one <laughs> <laughs> but but it yeah. but it plays on him just being a massive fucking
0: idiot uh but <laughs> it- i like like i don't know how to break this down like logically because i, I just feel like i'm gonna rattle off my favorite scenes and jokes like at I mean, this, is, this is the extent
1: of what we're going to do today
0: fucking Top the 50 scene, favorite moments the scene, the scene where his turtle dies And like they all jump in the pool And have like a pool party it's After true. he lights his turtle on fire With a firework
1: well, yeah, yeah this will make an appearance later on Like the Viking funeral and the turtle is... And the subtle joke That the turtle's name is Maximus
4: Yes <laughs> Yes <laughs>
1: Like, oh, Jesus. Man. no but there's but then there's they have these sort of bits that kind of come they commit to like this whole idea that the band split apart and this one guy went off to farm and he fucking hates farming and you can see all throughout that he hates farming and then, and then eventually just works up like i'm glad we're getting back together i fucking hate the farm <laughs> and,
0: and beyond <laughs> beyond all the jokes like it's yeah it's telling a really cliched story but it's actually kind of sweet in the end like like the friendship like like i bought the friendship in the end when they're all making the song together like i bought it and that's it's important there's like a heart
1: to it i guess yeah Yeah. it's good arcs you care about the characters Well, i mean it's you know what it's the kind of drama you see in like reality tv as in like it's very sort of on the nose very cliche superficial but it cooks like if you watch masterchef and you know, like oh, I know what's happening, but you, but you're engrossed in it anyway. Like you know, it's like I'm hoping that the souffle, the souffle comes out. You know, <laughs> so, I um, I want you to know if the so the scene where the
0: the fan puts his dick through the window carney <laughs> the party has to sign it, Do you know? Do you know whose dick that
1: was? No, because it's no. Judd Apatow. Are you serious?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's director Judd Apatow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh,
4: wasn't a producer as well? Like, yeah, he, he's I, a produ- he, he's also producer was a producer. I Think he no, was, Gide- yeah. Gideff-
1: yeah, yeah, was. directed, right? Uh, no, that's... no, Akiva, Akiva Schaefer and, uh, and Jorma the, did. basically the two other guys in the band <laughs> directed it,
0: yeah, yeah, they're definitely, yeah, because they did Hot Rod before this,
1: um, yeah, <laughs> but and it, I, yeah,
0: and as someone I like this better than Hot Rod, I think this is a more consistently funny movie than Hot Rod, even though Hot Rod is funny. Um, I haven't seen Hot Rod though, it's, and, um, it's. It almost feels like a like a beta test for for this, which I feel mm. like tightens up everything. Oh. Uh, but um, <clears throat> yeah, it's just it's it's surprisingly well made in that in the structuring. Like it flows very well from joke to
1: scene to joke to musical number.
0: Um,
1: right. it's, it's, it's a proper proper good documentary. <laughs> but, yeah, it kind of but then. <laughs> It, i like that it's a proper good proper doc, it's basically like an mtv documentary about i don't know the rolling Stones, like how they like about a band that had this sort of they broke apart and they came back together and that someone tried to so it's basically a, a cliche because all these rock bands they do they do this right they will yeah just have this moment in the spotlight though someone will fuck it up someone was gonna go like i'm the best you know, the, the best one out, out, out of all of us i'm the john lennon here and then i'm gonna go and fuck, fuck y- yoko ono and it's clearly not working so let's go and have a have a concert on the rooftop, right? So you know, it's um, yeah. So it's 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 a cliche for a reason because these bands fucking do it. <laughs> so. I love I love Tim Meadows in it. Tim Meadows is great Who's
0: Tim that, Meadows? Uh, his best plays, performance. He plays the uh, his manager. Oh right, plays, okay, uh, yes. The the SNL guy, and then also I love Chris Red as Hunter the Hungry, an <laughs> obvious parody of of Tyler the Creator at the time, like a very angry rapper who just yells. Yeah. Um, I, mean, yeah. I, can't, I can't even I, like I don't want to get cancelled so I'm not going to say his first rap lyric in the song but it's like stomping through the forest like a tyrannosaurus but he it's, it's so fucking funny well, well what, what,
1: what you know how do you know if the tyrannosaurus wasn't you know, <laughs> we, you know we know very little about these creatures <laughs>
0: Um, Bill Hader's cameo where he, he oh. talks about flatlining and then he just references the movie flatlining and says like the cinematographer's name. Jan like, de oh, Bond. Bond. <laughs> Bond. It's a Joel <laughs> <Schepfer> <laughs> film and
1: it's yeah. by de Bond. I'm like, yes it is.
0: <laughs> I love Bill Hader. I love that cameo. I mean,
1: I love how he's like, there I shit my pants. Not this time.
0: <laughs> just Justin Timberlake as the chef <laughs> that, that, that also is the fish at the
1: end. So... <laughs> It's uh, like, everything chef. comes full circle. I mean, it's just like oh, this is carrots, cut. like this. This is the kind of just like carrots cut eight ways, and he explains every single time. as julienne? Because that's what the French do. Right? Je- <laughs> je- julienne, julienne. <laughs> mean, I mean, yeah. This is a this is a technique and whatever. This is how. But I'm like, okay. But we're spending like three minutes with them, and it kind of works. <clears throat> so it's I don't know. But then in, in in the back of this, the whole. Narrative kind of holds together anyway. Like I, it's not like you know some some comedies. There will be like that. There will just be a collection of skits. But this is like Spinal Tap. Yeah. Like as as in like you you know that these people are not really winking at you. They're just committing to their characters. You can just you can believe that Andy Semberg believes that he's Connor for real. Especially when he goes like on on eBay and says ah eleven <laughs> fifty. I just sold yeah. this shit it's like it's a, proper, it's a proper it's a proper drawing.
0: <laughs> it's it's a bra it's a bra- <laughs> He has trouble getting those the horses. Shoes. He's brand <laughs> like, I love the color of this. I'm and like, I'm, I'm sitting there losing my shit. <laughs> and then and then and then immediately after that scene, he puts on that horrendous face prosthetic and goes out to the club. And they keep saying he looks <laughs> he like, looks Jason,
1: like Jason Segel. <laughs> <laughs> no but then they do make these sort of fun, fun observations like oh yeah well he's a, i'm a dj now it's like all i do is just play the ipod I'm like,
0: oh, and then he starts playing one of the harry potter audiobooks yeah it's so fucking good <laughs> it's oh. and then and then and then they're and then they make the observation about the stage gimmicks where they're making him wear the fucking like edm helmet mm. Super <laughs> looks, with a, with like a sound nothing. of, a sound like the, of tip, the War of the Worlds.
1: Looks like the tip of Optimus Prime's dick is the line. <laughs> but the sound it makes it's kind of like the, uh, the Spurberg, Spielberg's yeah, War of yeah, the, yeah. the <laughs> Worlds. <laughs> There's
0: that shot the first time he turns it on where it's the light in the air and it's a plane flying by. <laughs> it's
1: place I mean, just. Yeah, this is the sort of exuberance, the sort of extravagance that kind of probably cost them $20 million because someone decided oh, we, need a, we need a shot from a plane so someone got on a plane and filmed it. <laughs> yeah. It's like Shutterstock. I, yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling that this episode is going to be very short because we're just
0: like <laughs> I, I mean yeah. Again, again, yeah, I could have recommended something more artsy for my pick, but... Uh... <clears throat> This definitely encapsulates my sense of humor very well. Uh, this is what I find funny. Um, it's either my first or second favorite comedy, depending on the day of the week.
1: Oh, um, be the other one. Superbad.
0: Oh, Superbad. That's a
1: good... I do it. It's a, a, yeah, another just. <laughs> I haven't seen yeah. Superbad in a very long while.
0: Shaun of the Dead's up there, too. Um, mm. But... Yeah, I just I, I, every almost every joke hits. There's only a couple that I think go on too long, um, but yeah, almost everything hits in this movie for me.
1: Yeah, That's, yeah, it's it's just it's just an interesting sort of wrinkle that you know, like the critics for for like uh, were like, yeah, go and watch this, like look at this, it's funny, and people are like, fuck that, <laughs> just and all of a sudden it's just like, I I don't understand how this how this happened, like what because it opened against. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 or something like that. Like, yes, it did. did. Yep, it, it didn't have much of a competition, did it?
4: I I wonder if this came out two years later.
1: Oh, you wouldn't be able to get away with certain lyrics in the songs,
4: or or maybe it would have been more successful because it, like Brooklyn Nine Nine blew up after it was cancelled. I remember because like <laughs> yeah. no one was watching it. Then it got canceled. Then the it- Thor and other people supported it. It came back and everyone was watching it. And then it became like the new hit show for a while. And no, no one's seen the final season. I actually forgot there was a final season up until. Now. I but- just, I just, sorry. I, I just hate that. This is the comedy that failed when movies like daddy's home and
0: daddy's home Two make like a hundred million dollars. <sighs> well, like, like that just, that just
4: depresses me. Well, um, what can you say? I, I think it's just a broader sense of humor. That's probably why those were successful.
0: Yeah. I do. Like in a very plain you, way. Do you guys have a favorite? Do you guys have
1: a favorite song? Oh yeah. I mean I I, I love I, Bin Laden. Bin Laden's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mona Lisa is up there. Oh Mona Lisa. So <laughs> yes. I, I think my i think my favorite might be... this is the montage like of them like on a tour of the world it's like egypt fucking sucks
0: i think the michael <laughs> bolton song at the end incredible thoughts this might be my favorite one where he goes what if a garbage man was actually smart It's more
3: <laughs> fucking...
0: <laughs> like, i also love karate guy
4: <laughs> <Classic>.
1: <laughs> yeah like all the songs are good then you know but I've, I've listened to the bin Laden song like seven times today. So yes. Yeah, seen the, have you seen the official video,
4: the music video? They, no. have like a pro, they have like a properly, fully produced music video of the song, which is even better than the concert they have in the film hmm. uh, for later. It can, it can be seen later even by the listeners. <laughs> oh open
1: <laughs> put it this way. If John Belushi was alive, like he would probably approve of this. Yeah. yeah so i don't know it's it's very much up my alley it's very it's, it's a good one but yeah it's um it's an interesting sort of situation because i think nick you mentioned that like brooklyn 99 is another one of those that kind of just like no one watched and they canceled and they were like, oh yeah well let's just watch it now it's kind of it's like a similar fate like people said this flopped at the box office and all of a sudden like through word of mouth some people just dared to buy it for like three dollars on, on on dvd and they were like this is actually pretty pretty solid. Let's watch this, and then uh, it's it's one it's one of those comedies that kind of just like through the back back door almost like crept into the culture, but it's still not really. there. well, I I think it's going to be
4: still very relevant and successful because you, you we mentioned the like this is the end. I don't know anyone who's seen This Is The End since like 2014, (laughs) like one year after. No one's seen it again, I think. If someone says they have it, they're lying.
1: This Is The End and like the interview, they had very sort of short lifespans. Very much, because they're so specific and so so self-referential.
4: I've seen it once and I wasn't actually that big a fan of it back then. That's right. I haven't seen it since. And I think what's what sets this apart is because even though it is referencing, you know, Justin Bieber and the songs from like 2013, 2014, it's still like the references are still broad enough or more general in a way that it still can be understood by someone who's not familiar with the music industry like myself. Like I don't get many of the specific references, but they're still funny as their own joke. But you don't have to. Because, you don't
1: have um, to, yeah. This is what um this is what the uh, mockumentary aesthetic affords because you can trick yourself that because you know if it was like a regular film like this is just a film about these guys um getting back together as a band then you would be like mm. oh it's immediately dated itself because uh, because of the, all the bands that were popular at the time right but it's a mockumentary so what you're looking at is a documentary about something that's in the past because a documentary is basically like a capsule a time capsule right so. <clears throat> So like, I don't care that, you know, certain of these, some of these people are long gone, right? That like they're just like, no, no one cares. Or I don't even know who they are because they're just talking heads or something like this. So, so it's kind of, I don't know, the documentary is kind of, it's a brilliant idea for this in, in a way. It's kind That's of like the spinal tap as well, because they like because it's a mockumentary, mm-hmm. they have to commit to it. And then they also break the fourth wall because there's like the the, the supporting act guy has his own documentary coming in and they're filming each other and then he talks into their own camera. And the <laughs> Snoop Dogg <laughs> and Snoop Dogg comes in. And by the way, Snoop Dogg's tall. He's very tall.
0: <laughs> I, I just feel like Andy Sandberg, for as famous as he is, doesn't seem to be a big box office pole or a big viewer poll. No, um, for some reason he's not, not in the same way as Bill Hader or, <clears throat> or you know, other SNL alum.
1: I'd, I would hope that, say, something like Palm Springs would kind of just get oh, him awesome up there.
3: Maybe. Yeah.
1: But uh. yeah, because he, he hasn't retraversed from the sort of like he's kind of stuck in this sort of, I think maybe because of the band thing that he's kind of just he's the singer guy. So I don't know. It's a it's a bit weird, but Bill Hate Bill Hader also has a different has different talents. Like he's a master at um impersonations as well. Yes. <laughs> like yeah. he, he doesn't mean Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like yeah. he does he he does a bunch of people, but like I love watching Bill Hader doing doing his shtick because he's all, he also looks always like he's super serious about what he's doing, uh, while he's doing completely ridiculous things. Like he's like, I'm a guitar tech, and like no one plays guitars in this in this band. Who gives a shit? But he has yeah. like six guitars and he tries to tune one and he doesn't know how. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, Bill Hader is definitely like a, a, a more legitimate actor than Andy Sandberg. Not to say I Andy mean, Sandberg's not legitimate or but i mean bill haters if you haven't seen barry watch barry he's so good on it oh i haven't seen barry but um, it's it's such
1: a great show is this about the uh, assassin who wants to be an actor yes (laughs) okay yeah on hbo yeah the the elevator pitch for this was like the uh, show i'm gonna here's here's my here's my fucking idea for a show an assassin Wants to change his career and becomes an actor, enrolls in acting classes, and we get Bill Hader to do this, and then someone, yeah, someone in Hollywood goes like sold.
0: <laughs> Honestly, yeah, and and he's yeah, won an Emmy I mean. for both. I think he's won an Emmy for both seasons now on it. Um, <laughs> it's just nice. so ridiculous. Um, but yeah, yeah, I I I I wish Andy Samberg was a bigger star because he's funnier than a lot of the comedians that are currently leading films, comedy films. I think he's
1: funnier than Will Ferrell. I think he's funnier oh, than. <laughs> and Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell's long gone, right? Like he's uh, well, he was well, a, he, he was in he was in that one last year that remake of Force Majeure. He's trying and to look to like shit. Ahead. Oh right, yeah, but uh, but see, like no, as a comedian, as in like he's basically post Anchorman. He's kind of like okay. And by the way, like I'm not a big fan of Anchorman. It's, just,
3: it's okay.
1: It's but yeah, so, so some of these people kind of just there are sort of. I think there are eras in SNL that produce real good people. And then the sort of Sandberg hel- hater, Ru- Maya Rudolph, maybe Sarah, Sil- Sil- Sarah Silverman was kind of just at the beginning of when they were, I think, starting. She was yeah. kind of finishing, so they overlapped for a little while. But yeah, <laughs> these, these, well, these are kind of on par to me with like these sort of the 80s dudes.
0: Yeah. There was the bigger ones like Bill Hader and then the more niche ones. I think Andy Samberg falls closer to like a, a Fred Armiston.
1: Fred Armiston or like mm. Will Arnett, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Will, Will Arnett's a bit bigger now uh, yeah. because of Bojack Horseman and because mm-hmm. of the. Uh, um, but yeah, Fred Armiston's another one that I wish would.
1: He's, be he's more. more of an uncut gem in there. <laughs> yeah <laughs> will, will is also like, like he's this sort of intellectual comedian and in there. like you kind of have to dig into what he's doing because you could like he's i i see Will uh, um you know i see him as more like um like he, his sarcasm is so deep that you can convince yourself that he's an idiot so <laughs> it's, it's it's like one of those mm. whereas it, <sighs> like it's more detectable that like Sandberg's putting on a shtick
0: what i love about this movie is that it never wavers tonally like because from, it
1: operates uh, to borrow what spinal tap it, it operates at 11
0: <laughs> from yeah from the very beginning like one of the first scenes in the movie is the scene of like one of the band members tackling connor on stage and then him going on a monologue about how the dj left the band to go to uh, hunt, hunt dolphins like a dickhead in the <laughs>
1: cove, <laughs> and, and he went to hunt dolphins in Japan, like, this, like, a, <laughs> like dickhead. a dickhead. <laughs> and the <laughs>
0: picture, and Andy Samberg's delivery of all like the lines is so good. It's so like, pr- like he's great in this.
1: I can, he, and, he's I mean, giving a good
0: comedic performance. <laughs> but, yeah. That's
1: his. But I think that's his talent, right? That he can just talk, look at a camera and then convincingly say. That like makes convincingly just be amazed at the fact that in Spain they they say Spain. <laughs> <Spania. laughs> fiestas. Like fiesta, yeah. <laughs> but when, or when he's just showing you the four different pictures of a horse and he's just like, so proud
0: of himself. <laughs> But I think all the comedic performances are guarded because Jorma Tacone is really necessary to be like the straight man to Andy Sandberg's bullshit.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: the scene, the scene where he, he puts dog shit in the pancakes and feeds oh, it—it's like you
4: gave me dog shit. Although,
1: although was in the two,
4: Parent Trap,
1: the two yes men, the two, the two guys that he's that are kind of like, oh yeah, let's, let's let's see who who the yes men are, and then. They're kind of annoying. <laughs> Let's just put it this way.
4: Yeah. I think yeah. by design, but still. I think, especially, one thing that's good is that the movie moves so quickly that even if there's something you're not really vibing with, it's over already. And then, so like, play, okay, it's... that's over with. That's but then
1: they come back to the surf scene again. Like, there's this PA, this woman who just casually eats the pancake. <laughs> just... <laughs> just enjoying <laughs> it. it. That's such
0: a um there's so many jokes i think a lot of the best jokes come from like after connor's downfall where he's like depressed there's that shot of him riding a segue and it just catches on fire one i love like the shot
4: of him almost almost like cutting the the thing no, with the katana, and gonna, then he sees the camera man.
0: I, <laughs> I, I was gonna mention that that's one of my favorite shots that was gonna maybe be in my top 3 of him just
4: <laughs> charging him with a katana. <laughs> time um, oh my goodness uh, <laughs> this is probably like every ten seconds. There's a good moment in this because it's, it it's be. one of
0: it's one of those movies where like even if there are bad jokes, you can't really remember them because it's followed mm-hmm. by four or five great jokes because the pacing is so quick. It, it almost reminds me of um uh, uh uh Phil Lord and Chris Miller all the, yep. their movies mm-hmm. um like the Lego Movie, like Howdy Cloudy with Chance, where the pacing is so quick. There's a joke, 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 and.
1: The, the bad ones don't linger. They don't have a chance to linger. Well, the sort of, the downside of it as well is that the whole thing kind of doesn't linger, does it? Because I'm just thinking, okay, well, I'm wondering like how, how much of a staying power will this have with me? Like, will this be like okay? Well, when I watched Dumb and Dumber like years ago, in like when, when it was when Jim Carrey was the was the shit, like this thing like between fr- my friends jokes from Dumb and Dumber persisted for years like this was yeah. like you had this sort of like it became like they became memes for for you like to just be elements of your conversations <clears throat> like samsonite <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know but um also you think there is chance you know there you is know, there's there's, um, there's this sort of idea that you know with the onslaught of jokes i'm thinking like yeah it kind of works in the moment as in like i'm having so much fun because i I disregard shit that doesn't work and you almost forget about the stuff that doesn't work like i had to actually think critically about like the bottom three that i had to put on for myself but i'm thinking how much will i remember tomorrow like Mm. is this is this a bad thing like do see, guys see that
0: i guess that's just down to personal i still remember but i've seen it like six or seven times so obviously i remember the jokes me and me and jordan quote this movie all the time to each other so um i don't know i guess that's just a a, a personal thing if they stick with you or not
4: yeah and i think if, if the single viewing is still very satisfying and funny then that's that's already good enough i think <laughs> um, but this is stuck with me i think it took me like a couple two or three years before i watched it um, but they still remember the songs, I remember those with jokes, but they still hit just as hard. So I don't know, I think it might might stick around with you.
1: Who yeah. knows? I mean the only thing I, I'm I'm now regretting is yesterday I was like, okay, should I rent it or should I buy it? And it was $3.49 to rent it and $5.99 to buy it. And I'm like, oh I'll rent it. Because I don't know. And what if it's bad? And then I'm I'm watching this five minutes five minutes later, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Should have bought it. It's just balls, uh. but you know, it's it, I don't know. It's it's an interesting one, especially that it actually one wrinkle that I kind of just found out when I was trying to kind of come up with um, a few uh, notes for this mm-hmm. is that the uh, the whole thing is kind of like the the it's kind of sort of based on the Lonely Island, right?
4: these three dudes
1: who just because they were a band like in junior high
4: Mm -hmm. very young yeah
1: so i'm just thinking is this autobiographical almost so that's where that's why it kind of hits you so much because it's it's super funny but it also has a heart
0: because it definitely
1: feels like friends making a movie together
0: yeah like yeah (laughs) it it certainly feels like that um
1: it may be a bit of a cheat, right? As in, like when you when you have yeah. uh, like people who are like real couples in real life, and they have to play a couple on screen because their chemistry is kind of there anyway. Yeah, but it's but it's kind of fun to see them, like, especially when they go onto the farm and they start just interacting with, with each other, and they're just like start recording songs, and then it's like <laughs> and they go to this amazing scene. It's like it's like with the Wu Tang Clan, and you're the method, <laughs> and they just go four times. <laughs> like here's the thing there's
0: there's several jokes in the movie that like they go on forever and you should be getting annoyed but you don't really get annoyed there's only one joke for me that that got annoying and it was the one where he's apologizing him to him for doing the catchphrase verbs, oh and that joke oh, lasts yeah. for it like, goes on for like two minutes and i think that's like a mi- like 30 seconds too long
1: uh, uh, one, thing, one thing that kind of just drags for me is the um um the TMD segments I'm kind of like yes oh, really uh, it's cut down yeah uh, no okay.
4: which again are very short thankfully and they there's like only three of them I think in the whole movie
1: it feels like there's more of them well, yeah it feels like there's so more of them. <laughs> there's like three I of do them. like this and um... how they how they got like Mariah Kari and like like all these mm-hmm. sort of Pop stars to say ridiculous shit. It's just beyond me. The fucking <laughs> seal,
0: seal getting mauled by I love the sequence. seal
1: getting bo- it's Like I got like think this is how deep the joke is. It's like, oh, I got my scars from wolves, <laughs> and in real life he got his scars from um lupus. Yeah. Like it's a disease. When the uh, well, scientific name for a wolf is Canis Lupus, right? So yeah. it's <laughs> It's kind of it's like wow, It just—I don't think this is an accident. This is something that they came up with. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I but,
1: think so. It's just—I don't. Yeah, there's, but I don't know. There's there's a there's a bunch of things in there that are kind of just interesting that way. As in, like the the kind of the jokes are. Uh, I don't know. Cutting a bit deeper. No.
4: Yeah, I know. I yeah. Multiple layers for each of them. No, not for some of them. <laughs> um,
0: and it. I just I always come back to the fact that I should be annoyed by this movie. I should be annoyed by the excessive cameos from celebrities. I should be igno- annoyed by by the dumbass main character. I it feels like if another stu- if another crew made this, it would be fucking so irritating and grating. But it's it's the commitment of the cast, it's the great writing. Everything just works together and makes it like something
1: special. By the way, how much, how much did you think that was um, ad-libbed?
4: Um, hmm. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say, like, 20 to 30%.
0: 20 to 30, yeah. Yeah, ah, yeah. Well, cause
1: I, I, I honestly don't know how, how these people can operate, because obviously, like, the songs are written, right? <laughs> but, yeah.
4: I think ad- ad-libs is... It's when they're making like comparison jokes, like when Sarah Silverman is making jokes about his makeup. Or when they're having bits that go on for long, like Hunter the Hunter going, maybe I did or maybe I didn't. Yeah, I think that was maybe I did. Too. Yeah. It's like those moments that drag a little bit, but they still work in the moment, I think. Those yeah, do yeah. feel like improv. Uh, we can cut them out. It can be shorter. Can be and longer. Then,
0: but then there's there's definitely ones that feel scripted, like him saying that's a third of the way to Mars as a oh, reference to 30 seconds. To but Mars. this
1: just killed me. Oh, my God. Oh, We've been over it, it, it before. Reminded it's a fan. Because that was like, I just shit my pants. when. But... <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was just like,
1: it's, it's like a death of Mars. It's like, for the last time, this is not actual distance from Mars. This is just a band. I'm like, Jesus, I'm dying there. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the way, fun fact did you know that the um, woman he, uh, guy kisses, is Mario Heller? I, I did not
3: know that,
1: no. Or is it, or is it, oh yeah, it's his wife. So Mary Heller of the, uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me? fame. And then okay. the, the day in the neighborhood, na- Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Beautiful Day, yeah. 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 yeah, so she's married to one of these guys.
4: I think like Akiva.
1: Yes. She, yeah.
0: I just think like, yeah, it cuts deeper in the way that it's actually a good parody of, of the music industry. There's that good Sarah Silverman line where she's like, this may not be what I listen to in my free time, but it makes so many people money. <laughs>
1: yeah, but it's, but it's true,
0: yeah. <laughs> That's how it's B. I mean, um, it, whatever, yeah, yeah. it's it's whatever. No, I'll save that one for my top three. I've been saying, <laughs> no, I've been saving a couple things for the top three. Yeah, I, I, I I'm, I'm saving,
4: I'm, I'm saving two in particular, but it's like, hard
1: on the cameos, by the way. Like, I'm I can tell that I'm surprised they got these people because I think. They've already convinced Justin Timber- Timberlake to pretend he has a dick in a box, right?
4: Dude, They made, me
0: like four it,
1: or five songs or together. He, or like... was he also in Mother Lover? In fact, he has mothers. To... Mother. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, I guess it was the random and I don't remember who the other one was. There's a. Well.
0: They got they got That's like tough. fucking. They got uh, Adam Levine to to play two holograms. And one of them smacking the other one's ass. Um, so expensive. <laughs> so expensive.
1: No, I mean, uh, it kind of tells you that these people have some kind of a sense of humor. So, it's, you know, it's a good thing.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they definitely feel like everyone feels like they're in on the joke. Yeah. Um,
1: I, it's like, I, it's, I can't believe I did a donkey roll. <laughs> yeah, even Jimmy Fallon uh oh, but this jimmy this movie made
0: this movie made me not hate jimmy fallon i, fucking I was just hate about to jimmy ask
1: fallon. where do we stand on jimmy fallon because he's better
0: me. he's better than jimmy kimmel jimmy kimmel is trying.
1: jimmy kimmel's not pr- trying to be letterman
4: well the thing is the to be fair i haven't that, seen either of them in a while like
1: jimmy the, jimmy fallon just annoys me with his with his fake laugh like he I'm, just pretends everything's feel- hilarious he goes like
4: Ugh! Just... he feels he feels
0: he feels so 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 fake so playing it up i like it more than kimmel because i just think kimmel's a real dickhead every... i don't think that uh, kimmel th- th-
1: i think kimmel abuses his staff, doesn't he
0: behind the scenes it, it feels like it him and Corden. Corden's apparently a, a real piece of shit
1: yeah so uh, so i'm told like the, him ellen and, and kimmel there i think they're kind of just similar the like, holy ass, ass, the assholes. oh god ellen
0: <laughs> Is, does she still have her show? I think I so.
1: Know. No, she, is she retiring? I think someone told her, it's like, you need to kind of go because people hate you. Like, <laughs> honestly, after
4: the, the best thing about the pandemic is that it dropped off all of those shows. The only one I kept on watching was Conan, and then it's over. I was like, oh, it's fine. It's done. Yeah, the, the Con-
0: Conan's definitely one of the best uh, talk shows. I like him. I haven't seen um, anyone. I like, uh, I like John Oliver. Oh, I like Jim. Trevor
4: Noah as well. You know? Stephen Colbert. Colbert. Yeah. yeah, but I don't watch them. No, I don't like that much either anymore. Either. And so it was weird seeing Fallon again. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot Jimmy Fallon was here but with the broken finger as well. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when they shot that. I was like, Oh, oh my memories! It's,
1: uh... No, it's just I don't know. It's it, it's it's an interesting product of its time. I have a feeling, but you know, I'm I'm just wondering, uh, how long will it take you guys to actually go and watch this again? Because obviously you both love it.
0: It's like every year I watch it once. Okay. It's like Like once every two years, probably. This this and like, I have a couple of like these kind of movies where I just throw them on when I'm in like a bad mood or whatever, cheer Mm -hmm. me up. This like Speed Racer, um, uh, uh, Spider Verse Mm -hmm.
1: movies like that. It's a
0: it's a comfort movie. It's a comfort. (laughs) What would you say?
1: (laughs) Koyanisqatsi, or or like, I don't Uh, know, Metropolis, Solo. (laughs) Salo uh, is a good one. It di- is it's, it's very amusing. It's, it's a very dinner amusing. Film. That's what it is.
0: <laughs> Hereditary. Good comedy. Um no, because no. to me,
1: like the longevity of a comedy kinda is is in like success of uh, like su- successful comedy is something that you put on repeatedly on. Like you you, you go you go back to like I can't, I, I wouldn't be able to force myself to, to give a comedy five stars if I haven't seen it like five times already. Yeah. Like this is something that has to be earned in, in a comedy setting because other, otherwise it's kind of like yeah it was nice,
0: <laughs> and comedy is
1: so subjective. Like
0: some some people love to go on and throw on Stepbrothers uh, Step Brothers every day. More power to Step tomb.
1: Brothers. Okay.
4: More
0: power. Oh tomb. yeah.
1: Oh yeah. I know them. I know yeah. people but like I, I do too. But Step or like Brothers Anch- kind of like heavy. <laughs> Step Brothers kind of heavy. <laughs> um. But
0: like, but like, comedy is so subjective. Like any of these movies, like people love inexplicably. Like Daddy's Home brought it up again
1: i can't remember um oh one one that's a bit weird is like this is 40 because mm-hmm. it kind of works both as a comedy and as a drama so it, i don't know judd
0: apataz he rides the line a lot because he also did funny people didn't he
1: he did didn't he yes
0: um yeah he rides the line a lot between comedy and drama um
1: like even his like rom-coms like knocked up or something like this are kind of like okay they're they're just yeah they're just riding the line Oh, to me, like another good example of something that I kind of come back to a like, is bridesmaids.
0: That's a funny movie.
1: <laughs> it's just I still come <laughs> just, my... every single time I, I think about bridesmaids. There's always like one image that comes comes into your head when you think about a comedy, and to me, this is Maya Rudolph shitting herself herself in the street. <laughs> just, just... My
0: favorite, the one you didn't mention, my favorite Apatow film is Forty Year Old Virgin.
1: Oh, that's a good one. Yes, it's uh, fun. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good, good one.
0: Um yeah, Bridesmaids, and I don't even like Melissa McCarthy, but I like Bridesmaids. Um
1: well to me, Kristen Wiig kind of just makes the movie in Maya Rudolph. Yeah, it's true. Um yeah, Maya Rudolph's great
0: in that. My Rudolph has a fucking hilarious cameo in Pop Star where she calls someone the Deborah. hard word out of nowhere. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's very like,
1: oh, it's Deborah. Oh no, no, it's pronounced Deborah.
0: <laughs> what is the origin of that? Uh, I believe Deborah? No. Deborah yeah no that whole that whole bit with all like the, the, the smart just... fr- the smart fridge is like turning off all the power across the globe.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, it's so... kind of just... I mean how how bizarre this whole whole thing is just they partnered up with an appliance company so that the appliance company would be just connected to a cloud and just knock the shit out of the power grid across the world it was just amazing and that it was, was based on
4: something real wasn't it I don't remember what band well, well really?
0: they're making they're making fun of like there was that time when U2 got their album put on everybody's yes. Apple Music page
4: yes U2 you're like right. you
0: just you yeah. just woke up yeah I was I had Apple Music when I woke up and the U2 album was just in my library like fuck you you don't <laughs> like U2 really well no well no I, I'm fine with U2 I just don't want I like I don't want just random music put in my it's library. Just that there, I didn't put in there. <laughs>
1: um, I downloaded for
4: everyone. Yeah, you
1: know? it's like that Nine jails Nails album that you No know, Trent Reznor said, like, steal this album. I don't remember what it's called with Teeth. I think basically just ask people, don't buy this, just steal it, and then they did. <laughs> <laughs> Trent, <laughs> so you know, legend.
0: Oh uh, yeah, he makes some of the best scores ever. Trent Reznor.
1: Oh, well, music, musically, like just. I don't know. I don't know if you're a fan of Nine Inch Nails, but you know, he's, I just,
0: ha- I just don't. I just haven't heard a lot. So. <laughs> it's, I pro- it's, I'm sure I like them.
4: It's,
1: it's, I it's, got an introduction yeah. from
4: a friend, and it's yeah, it's
1: it's a, stuff. It's a, the weirdest thing is how he basically just made Marilyn Manson what it is today. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most bizarre thing about him. Oh yeah, because, you know he's a better
0: person than Marilyn Manson.
1: Well. <laughs> I, I'm not sure because uh, uh, legends legends say that like someone had to perform a fellatio on someone in order to uh, get his album made, and then that okay. someone may have been Manson. In, like, because he he was recording Antichrist Superstar in Reznor's studio, I think, and in order to convince him, I think some some <clears throat> some favors may have been uh, exchanged. <laughs> I don't know. It's all urban legends, anyway i don't know like i'm like i'm honestly i'm running out of juice like i would just like, like name checking scenes
0: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's the problem with doing a comedy like this is like
1: it's funny there's a lot of funny scenes so, it just
4: recounting moments from the movie But so, okay, yeah. so how,
1: how does it stack up like, because we know how it how it kind of stack, stacks up in terms of comedy how does it stack up in terms of mockumentaries like, cause you know, when you think about like, oh, like what we do in the shadows, or like the Spinal Tap. Like, where, where, well, where does it? Well, stage, well, it I goes. think,
0: I think where it succeeds. You mentioned it in your opening blurb, is that it, it, it does a great job capturing the actual feel of like an MTV doc, and and mockumentaries kind of are are can succeed or fail based on how accurate the the mockumentary is to like what a real documentary is. And I think pop star actually captures the, the, the feel of a lot of music documentaries. I, I think it, I think it hits the nail on the head in terms of, of its inspirations. Um, I've never seen Spinal Tap, so I can't compare it directly.
4: Yeah. I, I, I love mockumentaries, honestly, of all kinds. Um, especially horror ones, but this one is is one of the better ones because it's so committed. Um, so many of those of the of the worst ones just kind of abandon the aesthetic after a while. Yeah, and I love how they play with this not only with the camera, but like there's the scene where they have to turn off the cameras and they're just talking, and then there's the attack of the bees. <laughs> Isn't he on camera? It right? told us to stop shooting. Um, and I love when you have cameramen actually interacting with the environment. That's always fun to me. But it's yeah, I like it. I, I, again, I think that's what sets this apart from other comedies. If this were a fiction film, wouldn't like straight fiction, wouldn't work nearly as well, or wouldn't age nearly as well, like you mentioned.
1: Yeah, I mean, it can, especially in the music setting, like who was the guy's name? Is it Richard Lester? It did Hard Days Night. I think so. Yeah, because that's that's All kind of visual. almost like a like it kind of. I think it is a mockumentary, but it's, it's again, it's like sarcasm so deep that you kind of think these people are serious. Like this is what the Beatles are like, but they're, (laughs) but they're putting on a character. Um, I don't know. I kind of, with, with mockumentaries, I think the sort of idea, at least in my, in my sort of estimation is that they, the most successful, well, they are the most successful ones are the ones that commit to the aesthetic a bit more as in like, at some point you you you'll find some some parodies or some pastiche satires they will just uh, cross the line and they'll just start making fun of themselves but this one kind of just goes all the way like it just it, it has to be saccharine cliche at the end because because that's what the formula asks for that's what we're going for and you know it's um it's it's a fun one to to to, to, to experience I have a thing that this is this is like uh, the best sort of <clears throat> recommendation I could give is basically this is this this is this is what this is Spinal Tap would be for this generation. Yeah, because you know, like no one cares about hair metal anymore, and so if you if you recommend someone who's like twenty one years old, oh yeah, go and watch this Spinal Tap, you'd, you'd probably think, oh yeah, it's fine, but you can't connect with the music, you can't connect with the with the aesthetic because it's just something that your dad listens to. <laughs> if that, if if that, yeah, yeah, it's it will be like, yeah, I'm I'm I don't know, it's 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 will run. Yeah.
4: yeah, I think even then, though, Spinal Tap still has a good following, and people are still watching and enjoying it today for what it is. So, I think this movie has a
1: good chances of What's sticking it? around for a long time. I'm hope see okay. Well, that leads me to so let's just say a final question that I had kind of written down for my for my like little pointers. Is this film? Well, partially, sort of. Why it wasn't really that well received? No. Oh. Um. <laughs> it's Hillary, oh my god! Hi, Hilary. <laughs> hello. Oh. Good lord! Hello. Hi. Hi hi we're kind of almost done
2: (laughs) (laughs) no that's no that's actually perfect that's actually perfect um i don't know if um kyle and uh nicolo know but i was donating blood and uh it took so much longer i mean my appointment was two hours ago so (laughs) jesus yeah so much to do for like five to seven minutes of my time so I thought like well maybe I should write a note saying like okay it's quite obvious I missed this one but I thought it'd be funnier if I crashed and it was like hey guys how's it going
1: yeah let's do this let's leave it like that
2: yeah <laughs> leave it like that seriously so what do you
1: think about pop star <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, it'd be funny if I came in with um, a bunch of uh, supposed hot takes about pop star at the end. But maybe you should just designate me to like guest star status. But the reason why I wanted to be on this podcast to begin with is because I love this film. Oh, my goodness. Nice. (laughs) Yes, um, I think it's underrated. Um, I, it definitely stands up to previous examples, like, um, this is Spinal Tap, um, great mockumentary. I was going to mention, you know, Seven Days in Hell, if you like that, you have to see Seven Days in Hell. Mm. That's an also amazing, uh, documentary or mockumentary. Um, I can't think of, um, enough, like, I can't, yeah, I can't stop saying good things about this. I rewatched it. I want to point out that Chris Red is incredible, um, in the supporting cast, uh and that pretty much every single scene is is gold and if people haven't seen it or haven't given it a chance it's worth definitely uh checking out so those those are my two cents at the very end oh and happy birthday kyle thank you Mm -hmm. yeah
1: happy birthday so you know just to fill you in what we basically uh, basically have done over the last hour or so is we basically (laughs) were just name dropping uh (laughs) things and then checking uh ticking boxes on our favorite scenes that's pretty much the <laughs> of, in the extent of the entire discussion was like wasn't that bit funny and then we just talk about the bit like oh wasn't yes. bill Hader funny and then we talk about flatliners <laughs>
2: so, so. <laughs> yeah that's i was going to um i was just thinking that this is the first time i've waited on a comedy and it's actually kind of hard to review comedy or to do podcasts like this or um or anything about comedy because that's basically what happens like remember that scene yeah that was great you remember that one that one was good too oh yeah and I have it to was. Say, yeah and i have to also say like um as far as like uncut gem status pop star is great but hot rod hot rod is an uncut gem if you love pop star you gotta see hot rod hot rod is another sandy andy sandberg well, yeah amazing just amazing completely absurdist um I don't know. I haven't met anybody who who doesn't love it who's seen it. So
0: I I I, per, I think I prefer a uh, pop star, but but I I do think Hot Rod is very funny.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like um they're both really good flavors of ice cream, and you can slightly prefer one over the other. Yeah, <laughs> they're both excellent.
1: But yes, it's a, um I mean I I suppose we should probably put Hot Rod on the list of some description because you know I haven't seen it oh you would I mean, love it
2: i think that you would love it because it's just it's it's weirder it's weirder than pop star but it has it that same like like what you know um it's
0: it's more surrealist than, and and at like weird it just oh yes
1: yeah i mean it's if if it can you know you, like now you know what i like as in, <laughs> as in like yeah this is the sort of natural pro- to me this is a natural progression from chevy chase and john candy to this and this is <laughs> like okay that type of humor I like. So I suppose if Hot Rod's kind of in that vein, I'm, I'm, I'm in.
2: Okay, good, good. <laughs> it's, 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 it's just,
1: I don't know. I had so much fun watching this. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. But kind of what I, just before you joined in, I was kind of just trying to kind of posit my sort of, let's just call it final question, right? Because it's like, how do you think this sort of will, um, okay, well, how, because i think nick you you mentioned that this is like oh yeah well it, it has this sort of longevity to it it has legs right like we, we hope it will it will have legs but then how because that's from 2016 we're in 2021 the, the landscape of comedy is different and people's sensitivity is different like would you recommend this to someone who's like let's just say 19 18 years of age and then would they like it hmm
2: you know, I wouldn't hesitate, honestly. I I mean, I can, I can only think of one thing in the in the movie that I think that maybe a teenager would find objectionable and it's the use of the uh the word retarded in one of the lyrics. They would be kind of like that's mm-hmm. not cool. As far as like the PC culture if that's well, a part of There's an end
1: bomb somewhere in there as well.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, but I think I can imagine watching that scene people being uncomfortable, but I'd be I'd have to point out it's like um well, my Rudolph isn't white. Um, she's, um, she's biracial and her mother is Minnie Riperton. So it's not exactly like a white person saying it, but I think that was part of the joke was that she's trying to be so in on whatever they're talking about, that it's shocking to hear her say that word, but yeah, it's there.
0: I think, I think that one song is literally the only thing that, that like, um, is even questionable about this. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I, I suppose this kind of writes. I mean, to me this kind of writes the line as in like okay, especially that the song is not that great either. To no, me. that's the
2: whole point. A lot <laughs> the, of the song this a lot of the songs are offensive, but they're offensive on purpose. So. like
1: the bin bin song is kind so of offensive funny. on so many levels, but it's such a cool song. <laughs> yeah. Um but it's it's one of those like do I, I don't know because I'm 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 an old fart, I don't know. I, I I don't I don't know what young, young people like these days, because um, it's, 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 I'm just thinking like, like the sequence with the uh, Judd, as it turns out Judd Apatow's penis against the the, the window. Oh, is that the... was
2: his. That was his penis. Apparently, yes. yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I had no idea. I thought it was that, just like some random dude. That's Judd
1: Apatow. That's Judd Apatow. He's, you
2: know. He shaved for that? Like, uh, oh
1: um, god. Or or this is just how he rolls. <laughs> It's lifestyle choice, uh, but what about that scene? Echo? It just no. It's just what, what. this is something that um like younger audiences now, because I suppose this was R rated at the time. Like, so if you if you can't get into an R rated film, we'll be like, yeah, no, this is this is crossing the line. I'm I'm offended. Think... I'm going to go on Twitter. I'm going to just like shout at someone. Um, or...
2: No, do do a no. Twitter poll or something. Like, is the is Judd Apatow's penis offensive to you guys? To you kids? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, don't I don't probably think... gets attention.
0: I don't think that's offensive at all. I think no,
2: I, I think that's offensive yeah. to older members. I think I did watch it. Yeah, my, mom. my, members, mom's, yes. my mom's pretty open-minded, and like the the dick against the window, and like it flapping against the glass when the window rolls down. She was like, "Okay, and like was, just
0: that, a, that yeah, really and crossed it's the line in, with her." She yeah, was like, "No, thank you." <laughs> that's just a form of gross out, honestly. Uh, yeah, I no, I think there's movies around this time period that are way more offensive to audiences. Oh yeah. Uh, this is the end. Is one of I mentioned it earlier? I think people would be way more offended by that one. And like,
2: no, I, I honestly like that. I've always had a punchline with that movie. I've told people that um, after seeing that movie, I was I was turned completely gay. Like I had no interest in men after that because all the men in it were so horrible. And then lapsed I... into home. And then relapsed into heterosexuality a few <laughs> days later. That's how horrible it was. <laughs> See, I like
0: that movie, but I understand. I get it I get yeah. not. I get not liking it this
1: is, um, I mean this is the most unique way of kind of just uh, deciding like okay I, I'm I come I think I'm gay now not because I'm attracted to someone I just can't stand these people <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I
2: was just like I can't do it I can't I was like I can't I, I couldn't do it in a but I mean it, it's a joke it's not actually real but I was just like oh yeah. wow everyone in this is so awful I can't yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. process it um, now that I
1: think of it, like I think the interview would probably be a questionable film now because it openly makes fun um... of like racial stereotypes and things like that. I think that one of handles things. it. <laughs> Lots of things. I saw it a while it. ago,
2: and I, I really didn't like it. Not necessarily because I was like, this is offensive. I was just kind of like, this, this." It's I not, think this is... not Yeah, just beyond, I think it's just kind of like eh,
0: an eh movie.
2: But... It
4: it winks, at, like all those movies wink at themselves way too much. Mm-hmm. And almost every joke is kind of like, oh my God, it's a person we recognize. It's kind of like think... a, a better version of the... A seltzer, whatever movies parodies.
0: I I think. Like, oh God, uh, I th- I think um the worst a mainstream comedy has aged from like the last decade is The Hangover Part Two. Almost. Oh my God, I was a, I saw that when it
2: came out, and I was offended when it came out. I was just oh, like, yes. really? it's, like, it's it's such it, a beyond
0: beyond it making fun of you know transgender people and and whatever oh yeah, else there it does. That. That. But beyond that, it's just a d- dirty, disgusting, ugly movie, and I fucking hate it so much.
2: Well, I mean, spirited. it's it's totally different yeah. because, like, my main issue with it afterwards was I said, okay, it's one thing to have some guys acting loudish in Las Vegas—that's pretty much the playground for that to happen—but in this foreign country, like at one point, I think they go to like a Buddhist temple and they're disrupting things, and there's like just like these yeah. like these people are trying to live their lives, and you're just disrupting it by being absolutely gross and disgusting. Yeah, and See, and I was pl- anyway. I was
0: planning on sorry
1: sorry no i just wanted to kind of say but it would have been more acceptable if they were putting on characters like you could uh, you could excuse borat for doing shit like this
0: yeah Mm -hmm. well that's different that's totally different
2: yeah yeah because he's clueless but like these guys are well the other thing is that it was a reset the reason why i actually like the first hangover movie is it's because about these guys growing like being like i can't do this shit anymore And Mm -hmm. I need to kind of like reprioritize and, you know, make sure that, you know, moving forward that um, I pay attention to what's important to me, you know, and like try to, you know, maintain healthy relationships, which I know sounds like really fruit, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, fruity, but I like that ending where it's just kind of like, oh, you know, we need to take responsibility for what we're doing. And even Alan, Alan is terrified that, you know, their friend is dead, you know, And uh, there's some actual pointed moments. So for it to happen again, it was just like, you guys didn't learn anything. And you're doing stuff that's even worse. Like it just negated everything.
0: The only plan they had for it was let's up the scale. But the only way they knew how to up the scale was just to make it fucking mean. And I was
2: was planning on
0: finishing the trilogy. And then the trailer came out for the third one. And there's that whole gag about them decapitating a giraffe. And I'm like, that's not... That's not, it's just mean and I actually
4: enjoyed the third one. In <laughs> the really? way. I've, just,
2: I've seen the, the third one actually is better than the second, but yes. no, it, it's not not by much.
4: But it is a can. horror movie, and it works. Well, I think you're just right, right, of, of horrible is... people being horrible to everyone. It's like, yeah, it's, it works.
1: <laughs> no, character uh, study, it's intense. It's the Joker before it's, the joke, it's, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one, but then, yeah, it's it kind of. It's even the first one's kind of weird. I mean, you can excuse it because it's just they're just I don't know, they're just doing wild shit and wild shit happens to them. But then, like, the more you look at it, it's kind of just Hollywood jerks doing mean things.
0: Yeah, that hasn't aged the best, (laughs) but it's certainly the best of the three of them. It's certainly it's jokes, it's an okay comedy. Yeah,
1: I much prefer, okay, things like Pop Star, for instance. I much prefer things like that because these people are putting characters on. And they're committing to them, and they're staying in character for yeah. a long while. Like these, yeah. this, this is like you're not trying to see. Oh, yeah. Like I know you're watching Andy Samberg, um, but it's kind of like okay, well, no, it, it's he's Connor for real. So you know, or for, mm-hmm. Connor for life, Connor for real, Connor for real. for real.
2: Yeah, you Connor
1: got it. for real. Yeah. So so it's so it's so basically it's it is like watching a documentary sort of about a Borat-esque mm-hmm. sort of character, which is fun because it, you kind of can convince yourself that they're just also putting some people on as well like they're mm-hmm. but i don't think they are though yeah but no. yeah it's it's fun
0: but like yeah i think the problem with the hangover movie circles back to todd phillip being an edgelord uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because he he was one of them like around the time joker was coming out made that uh, like comment you can't joke you can't joke about anything anymore
1: i mean yeah. you can't yeah. can joke it's just you like can, he retweeted uh, that he
2: was doing jojo rabbit and he was like lol he's funny it's just like I'm making a comedy about Hitler and you're whining yeah, over you know, right? so, about being it's just you,
0: you just don't have to be an asshole yeah.
2: about it. That's you the difference. Be asshole. Yeah.
0: Well, there's a the... lot of stand-up comedians I love that aren't <laughs> offensive, you know? No,
2: for, or grown offensive or sake. whatever. Yeah. I mean,
1: but there are there are comedians who kind of yeah. write the line. Like there are comedians who of kind of tend to be provocative like Bill bear is provocative. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm or um, Tom Segura's pro- provocative. Or, or, or Norm MacDonald like was provocative. Norm no MacDonald was, pro- was provocative. But then there are people like Carlos Mencia, who had a lifespan. I don't know if you've ever heard of him.
3: I've heard of Carlos
0: Mencia.
1: Yeah. yeah, go on YouTube and find his specials from like 2000, I want to say mm-hmm. 7, 8, and mm-hmm. then now this wouldn't fly like at all. Like, this is yeah. just mean. <laughs> yeah,
0: like, th- there's obviously the crossing the line, and like, a lot of... I'm just sick of the trend of comedians. Their jokes now are complaining about the fact that they can't make jokes. There's so many, like, stand-up specials titled, like, Triggered, or... Like, something Silenced. like that. Like I mean,
1: Joe, Yeah, Joe Rogan had Triggered. Shut up. I mean, no, but the then, in, in in fairness, comedians are commenting on what's around them and, yeah. and making light of, of serious situations because this is a serious situation, right? You're, because, yes. well absolutely they're blowing it out of proportion so we're like okay fine if they have if they weren't commenting on this that would be weird Mm -hmm. because it's almost like they're living in a bubble like they're like oh 55 year old men who like i don't know what this means (laughs) so
0: it's not the addressing it it's just basing the whole set around it Um... yeah
2: or i mean i think that part yeah part of my my issue with it is that with comedians i think for a long time It's been like I go out on the stage and I say whatever I want and I don't get and there just wasn't any um, system put in place for like them to get feedback unless like people came and talked to them afterwards. But now there's people who are writing about it, tweeting about it, blogging about it. Mm -hmm. And they get bent out of shape because they really have believed for so long that it's like this one way thing. Like you take it or leave it. If you don't like it, then don't go. And it's Mm -hmm. just not like that anymore. And uh, there's a part of me. It's like, dude, tough shit. You go up there and you say things that are you know pretty much hateful people are going to push back like that's just what's going to happen like stop complaining and also like you're still touring you're still having shows you're still having specials you're not silenced you're not censored Yet people are showing up anyway so i don't know what they're complaining about they're fine yeah.
1: Mm. The, on, the only person, honestly, out of all the comedians I can think of, the only person that got censored or got canceled was Louis C.K. And then he didn't. And it's not for the well, stuff he said. It's not for
2: his material, no. They, yes. There was that weird
0: group. <laughs> he's coming, group, back. There was he's that coming weird, back. There was that group that tried to cancel Aziz Ansari for like what just seemed <laughs> like an awkward date.
2: Yeah, um, that was, t- th- I mean, that needed yeah. to be discussed like consent during dating, but I don't think that he should have been the person who was thrown under the bus to make that happen. For sure,
0: because that, like, like, that whole article just came thing, across right? like, oh yeah, that's uh, not the best date in the world. Kind of a weird date.
2: Yeah. Um, people
0: forget easily. And, and, he, and he addressed it in his stand-up in a very good no, way. No, he's, he, he's actually one of the
2: few people who I think handled it pretty well. Um, um, so C.K. just
0: started doing stuff again without like addressing anything.
2: I mean,
1: oh, yeah. But then again, you think to yourself, like, what is he supposed to do? Like, I mean, is, that, is this he, it? I mean, <laughs> or, that's true. I guess. Uh,
2: apologize to his victims?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I suppose, I didn't, didn't he? Yeah. Like, no. At some point? No. No. Okay. He just said a bunch I of remember. things
2: about, like, I'm sorry. I think it was like a non apology, kind of like, I'm sorry, I can't control my dick. You know, that kind of attitude. And it's like, that's not really an apology. It's yeah. just
1: very much mature way. Yeah. I mean, i don't know what i can't remember who said this was it joe rogan someone on, on one of his pot his pot, they were talking about louis ck and then for some reason he was like well i'm not sure if, if they were joking about this or this was what actually happened that he apparently just asked do you do you mind if i jerk off right now yeah that's and I they think said that's fine apparently. and as though like they didn't believe oh, he would well. do, and he did i'm like okay this is a this is a bizarre okay, well, situation to that. begin with and then also this is a bizarre thing to ask people and then want to do in public as well and it's just okay
4: she was thinking about that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think the sh- thing sh-
2: that's what that's oh, so weird about it is that like other comedians like Patton oswald has like mm-hmm. weighed in on this he doesn't you know talk necessarily about allegations against certain people but he said that you know he's like i thought that i was so perverted i was so dirty i had like this you know like i was just like this sick person like you know super horny all the time and then these allegations come out about what people are doing and he's just like and, like, and I realized I was
1: like you're the, pretty tiny. I had
2: guy friends who were like that too are like who does this like they yeah. were in shock they're like why are why are men doing this is this actually a thing you know and then like they would talk to their wives or they talk to female friends and like has this happened to you and you know you know they would get their answers or whatever they're just like but why this is yeah Ah, <laughs> like why? You know, well,
1: just completely to, confounded. To, to use the to use the old fashioned phrase, why does a dog lick its balls? Because it can.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> There's different functions for that but you know
1: when you think about people who are like drunk on power it's like i can do whatever the hell i want I, i'll yeah, ejaculate maybe. into a potted plant if i want to and then i do so pat oswald's a good comedian a in, good yeah you Yeah. In, in, in all fairness to kind of wind this back to kind of de- like i don't i don't i don't ever imagine like andy Samberg kind of just be a subject of of, of of that kind of scandal he actually seems like a,
0: he actually seems like a really good guy in interviews and stuff um, he's very really chill yeah
1: yeah
2: yeah well crossing fingers I hope this doesn't come out And then like the next day it's just like Andy oh, Samberg And we're all like there's no a, well, there's, a this fa- there's this famous <laughs> just, interview wow. there's, this fa- there's this
0: famous interview From a few years ago with the cast of Brooklyn Nine-Nine Or apparently like the Cameraman was like Looking at one of the actresses and like Filming her it was like he was being really weird And creepy and like Andy Samberg Like nudges one of her and she like Crosses her legs it's like a, like, a weird Like I don't know but like, oh, wow. but like he he seems like he's really there for, yeah, seems yeah. like a good guy. I've also heard like
2: they give him a hard time or at least on that show, they gave him a hard time because everyone, you know, gets tired and cranky and flips right. out at some point. Mm-hmm. And they said like Andy never does and it drives them crazy. Like he's like, he never gets upset. He never like yells at anybody or mm. gets cranky. And I thought that's really admirable. I admire people like that who are able to keep an even keel and just be pleasant to work with. And that's probably part of the reason why he does so well. You know, it's the same with like Keanu Reeves, like people used to give him shit all the time. Like I used to defend Keanu Reeves all the time, like, well, he's not talented, or blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, obviously he's someone who's really dedicated and easy to work with, otherwise, he wouldn't still be working. And now that's what he's deified for, is for being a just a decent human being. I don't I don't like, like not hard. I, don't, I don't like give the a low statement. bar. I don't like the statement that Keanu's not
0: talented. He's not a classically trained thespian, but he is committed to the craft.
1: Well, let's yeah. just say He's he's one of those folks, at least. He he has limits, he has limitations. He his range is kind of okay, well, it's there. Yep. And then he's mostly being himself. He's just being casual most yeah. like he like I wouldn't expect ev- ever him to be like, I don't know, J. Edgar Hoover in yeah. a biopic, right? In oh, massive makeup like you saw, you saw cam- how
0: that worked in Dracula. <laughs> yeah,
1: so yeah. You, like last time, last time he wanted to put an, put an accent on, I think even Mac Francis Ford couple. I was like, Jesus, I can count. What down. did they do? <laughs> what, did, what did I do? What, uh.
2: They shouldn't have done that. I mean, like uh, a lot of people gave him shit for much ado about nothing, but I've seen that film many times and I'm like, I don't have a problem with his performance. I have more of a problem with Robert Sean Leonard's performance because he's overacting everything. <laughs> and like Keanu Reeves is just like, oh, I'm fucking evil. I'm just gonna get a massage and plot everyone getting, you know, crisscrossed and you know, fucked over. And I'm just like, yeah, he's like he's fine. Oh. Sometimes I think people are a little bit harder on him than he than he deserves. But I, I know, like Dracula's pretty bad, but he also explained that like he was totally exhausted when they threw him in there and he wasn't prepared to do the role oh. at all. So that's part of um, yeah, it kind of <laughs> shows because
1: you know, normally they they hire like a dialect coach for like three months. I don't think he had enough time or things like that. No. i don't uh, he's i don't think he's one of those guys who like okay well some like the comedians that we talked about i think they stay in character for a lot for even when between takes they're still kind of just in there um sasha baron
0: cohen's one of those yeah
1: yeah i think like people like keanu reeves or like there are people who kind of leave the character and then they have to work themselves up like there's like jack nicholson who just like you you see him on the set of of the shining and then he'll just Kubrick will just say to him, okay, well, do this now. Okay, let's do it again. And he will just actively just psych himself up because he's just <laughs> not in character. He just like gets in the character and he just comes out of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think Keanu Reeves is one of those. He's just like, okay, good, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. just doing what I'm he being, needs I'm to being do. me, I'm being myself. He's just a guy, right? I think he's a guy why-
2: that I would definitely want around. If I was in danger. I'll say that. Because like some, there's somebody I know who's super into uh shooting ranges and stuff like that. And he oh, it was a few years ago, he posted um video of Keanu Reeves training just, like, at, a, at, at a shooting range and stuff like that. And it's just like if someone, if someone like, like as like people are like, if there's a zombie apocalypse, like you want Keanu Reeves there, he would actually get a ton of headshots. Anything mm-hmm. moving, anything really? like he'll he'll hit it every single. Because thing. he's yeah. All,
0: yeah, he's committed to his like stunt work and stuff. He does almost all his stunts and stuff.
2: Yeah, himself. and then he's in his fifties. Kudos to him. Kudos to him. One hundred
1: percent. The only thing he has he has is uh, in his in his way is Tom Cruise who is now I think in his sixties and still doing it. Yeah, <laughs> but
2: he's good. he's eventually gonna. Dying? no i'm not gonna say yes. that i'm not gonna say that yeah he's eventually <laughs> like he's gonna injure himself or something that's what i'm afraid or he's gonna die like if he's
1: gonna, oh pull, man or he's that's, gonna pull, that... pull a jackie chan and he's just gonna that... break his bones
0: and heal <laughs> that scientology magic is gonna keep him alive forever
1: is the scientology magic or just millions of dollars and just like stem cell replacement or shit uh, like whatever this, like, you want to what like, call it eat, like drinking like fetus smoothies or something like this. tried it. it's
2: like that south park episode yeah yeah yeah
1: just you know, yeah. crack them in half and just
2: <laughs> God, so, so so
0: bringing this back to pop star i don't know how i'm gonna do this bringing it back to Popstar. Oh. um
1: so that's how i have to deal with deal with this shit every week
0: yes <laughs> uh,
1: bring it, back to actual film.
0: bringing it back to Popstar, i don't have much more to say about it like i think we've hit most of the like, good aspects because this is just a good movie i don't know mm-hmm. It's one of the best movies of 2016. It's one of the most oh, underrated definitely. comedies of the 2010s. Um, it was
2: it was on my top 10 that year for sure. Nice.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's in my top 10. Right. Okay. So my well, might as well just like final, final thoughts on this. Where where do we stand? I suppose Kyle might as well just like reiterate in like a sentence or two and then let's let's go from there.
0: It, Popstar is a fantastic parody of the music industry of like these rap singers, these, these like kind of douchebags that get famous and then think that they're on top of the world. It great comedic performances, great joke writing, uh, great structure, great length. Um, it's just a succinct short and sweet comedy. One of my favorite comedies. Uh, I could, I it never gets old. I can watch it any day of the weekend and be satisfied.
1: Um, Hilary do you want to say a few words because you might as well just do your opening impressions and final thoughts because you know you just like parachuted in the end of the episode like like in a mockumentary style sort of just uh, breaking the fourth one pretending that we're you know because we no longer can pretend that we're being serious in here
2: um, yeah, I think like the there was another episode where I would came in late and I said you should probably like just um, put in sound effects of like a wall breaking, like the Coolie man breaking in, and then the, or something like that. But you don't have to. Um,
1: uh, <laughs> what I could do, what I could do is just um, you know the uh, sound effects from Star Trek when people like um, are um, what's the word beamed beamed up. Oh, you talking in. about like the
2: transporter like from yeah. the Next Generation? Beamed yeah, up. More yeah, more of a So yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> you could do
2: that. Like hi guys. Although it wouldn't um wouldn't quite go with a the rock and roll lifestyle, but still, um, I mean, as far as like, like opening, I I think that uh, I I, I said pretty much like what my opening comments would have been kind of all jumbled together. As far as like closing thoughts, I think what's important about pop star and why I think it's more than just a really well-written, well-performed and especially well-edited, like I can't imagine what it was like to edit this. Um, there was three editors on it. I'd sure they never hear this, but do <laughs> you think
1: they off. work shifts?
2: <laughs> yes, they worked in shifts with a lot of Red Bull or energy drinks or something. <laughs> but uh, I think what makes it important is that as much as it's a comedy, it there's a lot in it that I just I'm I just could not you know brush aside as like this isn't true. I think there's a lot of truth in it. There's people who actually have lifestyles like this or what was it like they're his perspective assistant people who are shorter than them to be in the photograph of them so they look taller his perspective manipulator yeah perspective <laughs> manipulator thank you kyle there's so much or just like the fact that when you're in a situation like that you're constantly surrounded by people who are telling you you're doing okay who say that you're the best and it's not real life and i think that the film really um satirizes that in a in a very unique way um and this is coming from someone who hasn't seen anything that the film is based on I haven't seen these documentaries about Justin Bieber or Katy Perry or anything that may have given um inspiration for this so it was really funny to me to be like is this what these documentaries are like and maybe there is a little bit of truth to them. so I like the truth in it as much as just how fucking insane it is so (laughs) Yeah, definitely an uncut gem. Haven't seen it. You need to see it immediately.
1: Nice. Uh, Nick? Yeah, I,
4: I agree with everything both Kyle and, and Hillary said. I, it's it's a blast. It's just a really good comedy. Um, I was looking earlier, I was looking at just the list of comedies that I've seen since. And basically there's none of them, pure comedies I'm talking about, there's none of them that have ever reached this level for me. It's just very freaking good. And and it has heart. It is a soul. There's a lot of cool songs that i still listen to. I've been listening to the soundtrack for way too long now. And it, it keeps delivering, Fourth viewing, and it's still giving me so much fun, so much enjoyment. So yeah, it's definitely an uncut gem. It's, it's absolutely.
1: As, as I said in the beginning... This was my first time, and um, I had such a great time watching this. Uh, I, I think this this is gonna come back into my life, and I'm just and I'm just regretting that I didn't buy it and I just rented it because I'll have to pay for it again. <sighs> what, what 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 can I say? This is <laughs> this is just my type of comedy. Like I love this kind of just gross, crass humor that's kind of just also taking itself so seriously as it's doing it. The the commitment to characters is just amazing, and yeah, it's definitely kind of. Falls squarely into the definition of what we're trying to find in here. Isn't these movies that kind of just are not talked about enough, and they should be. And then, rarely, rarely does it happen in here that we have a consensus that like there isn't like one little negative Nancy somewhere in here. (laughs) Just going unanimous. (laughs) It's unanimous praise. They we just leveling at this film and then and in, I, I yeah as i said like the biggest sort of compliment i can give to this film that this is this is this is spinal tap for this generation this is the kind of that has the right energy it has the right sort of and and also it's kind of appropriate for the time because it's just well you couldn't get get away with shit like they do in here in the 80s and then stuff that they did in the 80s would be just too plain for the now, for, for for the then and now so it's it's yeah it's it's an amazing sort of comedy that I had such a great time watching, and then just I don't know i'm I'm thinking about scenes and just I can't I, I can't stop myself from giggling, so you know, with that, how about we go through our top threes? uh Kyle, do you wanna go first in your top threes? I'll try. Um, <laughs> there's so many more than three, yeah, okay, okay, so what I'm gonna break
0: down, number one, I was trying to save it. I think Nick might have mentioned a little bit at one point. It's a scene where the cameras go out. <laughs> and the and it's them just subtitled talking about and then they have to fight the queen bee with a flamethrower and the cameras are off the whole time i think that's one of the funniest scenes in the whole movie number two there's a line i forgot one it's one of the rappers or producers he has he's talking about how crazy the like the the eric red or chris red's character is um and he's like he's like i'm i, I Bumped into him backstage, and he wasn't smoking a blunt; he was just eating it. I think that's why. That's such a great line. I think it's Reza maybe who says that. I think it's RZA. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then the third, uh, the third is near the end, also with Chris Red's character, um, where the manager is, he's in a fight with the manager, and he just starts yelling, "I will eat your head." <laughs> i think that's such a great I think that's so good Do You
1: think this was adlibs
0: i i think Probably that wasn't. i don't know um but yeah those are
1: those are the three like off the top of my head that stick with me at least this this is one of these because normally when i ask oh let's go through our top three moments and people kind of just go of these sort of things like i like the music or um cinematography and then people don't really think in think in, think in scenes and this is the one that we'll, uh, everyone will have scenes are we are we all we'll yeah, have so yes. yes yeah Hillary yes. do you want to go next
2: I'm sure my top three um, not in any particular order one is just uh, Justin Timberlake as the suit <laughs> <Robert. laughs> yeah and then uh, like he would Kurt sing backstage and he'd be waist. like yo shut the fuck up and he'd be like <laughs> You know, it's like you're telling Justin Timberlake to shut up. Like, for leave some, it to the
4: professionals.
0: Julien.
2: yeah, cutting up carrots in different ways. I was like, this is amazing. Um, uh, this is just uh, your Tico- or um, uh, uh, Optimus Prime dick helmet going off, <laughs> and it's like, and they have the War of the Worlds sound effect, like, <laughs> and like everyone's like screaming. Uh, that's number two, um, and then. <laughs> My third moment that I was thinking of, it might be my number one, is like after Humble, it cuts to Mariah Carey. And she said, yes. I did that song because I don't know anyone as humble as I am. The fact that they got her to say that on camera.
1: But she does it so well. Amazing.
2: Oh, yeah. She's incredible. <laughs> she's, a, she's so convincing. She's in on the joke. Yes.
1: I think I hope she is on the you know on the. Job. Oh, I,
2: I think she, I hope I'm gonna believe.
4: <laughs> she comes back at the end. She she knows. I hope she knows. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Your top three. Uh, I yeah again no, in no order specifically, but I love the Snoop Dogg cameo where he just pops up at the end with his own camera crew. <laughs> and They don't know what what the reason of his TV show is. Just appearing in other people's documentaries. It's just. That had me laughing. Um, I love Bill Hader in this one, and the whole like the whole flatlining (laughs) sequence is just gold, just pure gold. And we talked about that already. Um, And lastly, I I love the proposal scene. We just reusing the Mona Lisa song as the Ashley Wednesday. Just Seal singing and the the wolves howling. It's like the pop. The wolves are not gonna stop. Can (laughs) lower them down? (laughs) No. It's just we have to stop Seal from singing. Just hell, on Just uh
1: oh, there's so many moments. Oh, it's a good one. <laughs> okay, since you've uh, taken, because I, I was, I was, I was planning on using the Behringer flat liner. <laughs> Did you shit your pants? Did I shake my pants? <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> so let's just say I'm gonna go with something else. The whole dick in the car window bit. <laughs> <is> just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, um, Stuck with you especially <laughs> when i found out whose dick it was
0: <laughs> him like him like barely propping it up and, si- oh, and just, signing like, it, it comes
1: out of nowhere too because <laughs> like, there's this woman showing her, showing her boobs and he's like oh, i'm gonna sign these and he doesn't know and there's just this dick just and, and it sounds it makes <laughs> just uh, squeaking the against fact the that glass she yells,
2: like it's my boyfriend's or it's something like that like that's not dude. making it better and
1: he, and he signs <laughs> it
2: oh <laughs> He just uh-huh. catches it. It's Thank it. God. Christ.
4: The old John Hancock. <laughs> the old John
3: Hancock. Oh my God. Uh, oh God. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is such
1: a good scene. Uh, <laughs> another and the one gentleman that, uh, right afterwards. <laughs> another <laughs> one that to. kind of just got me. I mean, the turtle bits in general, like the vomiting <laughs> is fine. <laughs> it's great, but the, the turtle Viking funeral just took the biscuit.
3: <laughs> it's, just, it's also, and, and then, then having a pool
0: party on his dead body party. after it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but the absolute pinnacle. <laughs> I'm gonna choose this when, when he, when he, when he has this uh, when when he, his career is over. And he starts drawing horses, and he shows his <laughs> horses, and he talks about these fucking crayons, and he's using it. these horses all look shit,
0: <laughs> and he sells one, before eleven fifty. And he's and he's talking about things like I needed to get the hoof shapes right, right. It's it's really difficult yeah, to get the
3: hooves shapes.
1: Are you looking at this horse this horse is just like picasso level boom, like five-year-old kind of doing a picasso and he goes like the hooves are not right is this the most unanimously
0: positive uncut gems episode oh i think so yeah, <coughs> yeah. i think this this
1: is the pinnacle <laughs>
2: yeah actually yeah. what nick was saying earlier that he's like he was looking at other comedies if i looked into things i wouldn't be surprised like this is probably the highest rated comedy of the 21st i i think it's like four and a half or five stars in my letterbox oh, anything nice. else that that that's that high is from you know maybe like the there's 90s. there's yeah as far as like comedies like the 90s <clears> like <throat> or like even further back like some like a hot or like the odd couple or something like that or the key well i love <laughs> it's to- a
1: universe of difference Yeah, some like it hot and early perhaps. chaplain <laughs> early chaplain some like it hot. Yeah. dumb and dumber and this <laughs>
2: and bounds
1: yeah <laughs> the, the yes. evolution it's like you know the sort of the, evolu- the evolving man
2: <laughs> yeah evolving or devolving we don't know
1: well we don't we'll never know how okay let's so let's ruin this a little bit and let's go through our bottom three
0: our bottom three uh this is so hard this is so hard um okay there's two jokes that go on too long for me and I'll, so those will be two of them one is the joke where he's apologizing for the, the, the pot stealing the poppy from, and not thanking him at the poppy awards for helping him with the catcher's verse. I think it goes on a bit too long Two, we mentioned it before and it's another joke I think goes on too long is when uh, the, the rapper characters like I didn't do it or did I,
1: <laughs> nah, I didn't do it.
0: It's funny, but it, it does go on a bit long for me.
1: But well, it and comes three, back later on. It's like I did.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, you're right. I see even these things that I'm criticizing, I still like don't mind. And then three, I guess I'll just say like the storyline being kind of cliched which also doesn't bother me, but like it is like we've seen it before. I, I don't it's so hard for me. I, I love this movie. <laughs>
1: Well, that's, that's part of the experience. Like, you know, we need to be so both saying bad side. But anyway, yeah. Hil- Hillary, Hillary, bottom three. Let's do bottom three.
2: I have to say that it's, that's really, really hard. There's actually only one moment that came to mind, and it was the part where um, Akiva's character shows some of his uh, solo material, where he's rapping about things in his Jeep. And I'm like, oh, this isn't working. But that's kind of the point. And then it cuts to Nas, and Nas is like, yo, like, I had different things in my Jeep. <laughs> And then I was like save the joke.
1: I just didn't identify with it. I had different
2: stuff in my teeth. So it still worked. I had it's really hard to choose like a bottom three. Um I yeah, I I I I think I can't do it. I, I feel weird saying that, but that's the truth.
1: Oh my goodness. No, you're not gonna cop out on me. Okay, so let's go to Nick and then you have a think. <laughs> Well, like,
4: one of them is an amalgamation of two because it's it's both the Yes Men and the CMZ troop. Like those two are, we mentioned them already, it is slightly annoying. Um, in a way, they're still endearing in the context of the film, but I could have done with less of them. And they're, they're still barely in the movie because the movie moves so quickly, but still could have done with a little bit less. Um, Even though I do love the final, like in the closing credits, the CMZ, where it goes back to them and it just gets serious for a second. And he's like, nah, let's go oh, to James Franco next season and Benny's. Oh, the CMZ,
2: the CMZ scenes are so good. <laughs> that's one of my favorite parts. I actually Yeah, that. I agree. And, uh, there, good. There was also a TMZ parody on Inside Amy Schumer as well. Like, And I love those those parodies of that show because that's what that show is. Like from the little bit I've seen of it. It's just like these people who are like, oh, they're famous. They're leaving in a restaurant. They're so dumb. You know?
4: To, to, and they're people as well we have to remind us ourselves, they're real <laughs> yeah. people they yes. have lives, <laughs> they have dreams and hopes, And just stuck in this hell, anyway um, you mentioned it earlier, Jakub, the, the Ace Ventura line <laughs> in the end, Frank, you see, just stating <laughs> just, don't, just line. don't
1: mention Ace Ventura yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> never a I, fan of
4: those things, I remember I like agree. the Sarah Marshall one, like, oh he needs to forget her, it's like, yeah we get it it's the name of the movie but anyway, and the last one actually we haven't mentioned it yet, but it's the final shot of the movie. I don't like this. The wolf just attacks him. <laughs> like okay, I don't know. Mm. Why. It's it's it, it feels like happened. we don't know how yeah. to end the movie, so they just put this random thing that's a callback to something that makes no sense in the context or anything. And every time I watch the movie, it's literally just leaves me with a little bit of like, eh. yeah, it's not a good final
1: shot but then you have the right. cmz one which makes up for it i think yeah that's <laughs> no, yeah hillary did did i'm you still, I'm still like plumbing
2: the depths here i don't know um now i'm just thinking about james franco leaving a denny's uh let's see
1: uh we're not leaving yeah. this place until come up
2: with yeah it's like come up with two more. uh okay like maybe maybe uh nitpicking a little bit like the image in poots character was uh she definitely was necessary i think in a way to kind of expose because when they have that little monologue she says where she was when she was a little girl she'd look at these magazines and that's all that she wanted to be used to be one of those couples um but yeah she's she's there and then she's gone um i i don't know like uh There may have been other scenes shot, like more resolving the relationship, but yeah, maybe her just suddenly disappearing. I I don't know. I feel like that's like really kind of lame nitpick because of course she would just move on and start dating seal. Um, So maybe that's a number two. And then, you know, also like uh, maybe we don't really know what happened to his mom, although it seems like it's obvious that she's, you know, going on tour with other bands and doing a lot of cocaine. Um, And that's not resolved either. Maybe it's for the better because she's not adding anything to his life. (laughs) So those are like my tentative bottom three.
1: We got there.
2: (laughs) We got there. I'm like sweating. I'm like,
1: I mean, hard to to me, like two of these things are kind of not really bad things, but there's just like you kind of have to find some somewhere where the bottom is, and still they're still okay. Like the B attack, I'm like okay, it's fine, but it's not not on the same level for me. Like when then the camera cuts off, I'm like okay, uh, I don't know, I and mean, it's fine, but I'm just <clears throat> yeah. The TMZ spoof kind of goes cringy, not in the right way for me. As in, it's fine, but again, it's kind of like yeah okay. But the there's the one one thing that I'm kind of like. That I'm just not a fan of, and this is something that that's part of the soundtrack, which is the, the Tyrannosaurus song. <laughs> like, yeah, just, well, a problematic, b not a good song. Like, like you, like you, I don't know. You want to do problematic things? At least make them funny. Like the Bin Laden song, I could, I could, I could hum it. I could, I could sing it, even though it's probably like you wouldn't be a want you you would not, you know, sing it on a bus. <laughs> <laughs>
4: No. Stranger things have happened.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Uh <clears throat> So, yeah, so that's my top three, bottom three. <clears throat> so, anyway, Popstar Never Stop Never Stopping can be rented or bought from all major vendors online, as well as acquired on physical media. Sadly, at least for the time being, it's not licensed to any of the major streaming services in the US or the UK, I don't think, to be watched as part of your subscription for free. So, you know pay up so i think this is um this is it for the episode of this episode of the impact podcast so where can we find you all on social media kyle do you want to go first
0: sure uh, you guys can follow me on twitter and letterboxed at kyle kreidbaum that's k-r-i-e-g-h-b-a-u-m also i have a podcast with my buddy jordan kyle and jordan cinema shakedown we just shoot the shit about film you can find it on spotify apple or you can follow the podcast on twitter at, at cinema shakedown
1: uh, Hilary, where can we find you?
2: Um, you can find me on Letterboxd <clears throat> at Laudanum at 33. Um, and I think you can also... Well, there's a campsite bio that you can click on there, but it'll, and I'll link to um, the blog where I've just been writing for the past 10 years, which is called The Holy Shrine.
1: Fabulous.
4: Uh, Nick? You can follow me on Twitter at NickyGrar97 and on Letterboxd and Instagram, nicolograsso. Grasso. You can watch my short films and videos on YouTube and Vimeo at EnjoyTheMovies. And you can also read some of my stuff on book for thought And you can listen to the Death by Adaptation podcast. And there's a new episode that just dropped where we discuss Jane Eyre and Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, also
1: with Hillary yep, and the good here on Gledo. Right. Amazing. And you can find me at Talk About Film on Twitter and as the Knash on Box. And read my stuff on Clapper and on Flashonform.com. And you can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at in uncut gems pod. So make sure to follow, like, retweet, uh, bring a bell, do whatever, rate review us on Apple. But you know, like anything less than five stars, I'm gonna I'm gonna find you. <laughs> if you if you want to get in touch with us, you can also send us an email at uncut Pod at gmail.com. So you, if you want to sound off about pop star never stop, never no, never stop blah pop star never stop never stopping Only yeah, other film we covered this is how you do it so you can also um uh support the show with a one-off donation at ko-fi.com slash uncut gems pod so buy us a coffee keep the lights on or you can also uh, subscribe to our patreon where uh well the clapper patreon at patreon.com slash clapper ltd where for two bucks a month you get extra podcasts vlogs from venice so you get to uh, experience nick's um well, hot takes on, on stuff you saw, and then hopefully by the time you're uh, listening to this, also you will be able to listen to our top 100 favorite films. Um, so sort of, well, special for the uh, clappers two year anniversary. Also available on Patreon. So <clears throat> do that. Two bucks, not a lot of money, but for us it counts. It pays it pays our writers, and you know keeps the lights on. Anyway, so be sure to tune in next week as we will be talking about godfather part three or should should i say The godfather part three which i expect to be a monumental conversation um i think we'll be talking about both the theatrical cut and the recently released recut coda so it's a lot of stuff to watch and actually i think it's a good opportunity to revisit the entire trilogy which i try to do every couple of years anyway just to recalibrate what greatness is um just to still make sure you know so look out for that but for now i hope you have a fabulous day and we'll see you next week Bye-bye.